Hello and welcome. Hello and welcome to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tangrowth. Well, Tangrowth, aka Tanner Greenring, <laughs> and I am joined, as always, by my co-host Bastiodosh. Bastiodon. The evolution of Shieldon. Young Shieldon. Young Shieldon. This is a Pokemon podcast. Each week we play through a different Pokemon game, week by week, gym by gym. Right now we are on Pokemon Platinum, and we are on gym number, what is this, six? Yeah. Man, we're tearing through these gyms. I gotta get my uh, heart gold. Yeah, yeah. Next up is heart gold and soul silver. Are we doing an interstitial between the two? Or did we interstitial ourselves out during season 3b we are going to have a bonus episode Ooh. with a special guest <laughs> that we'll have more details about soon it's pikachu <laughs> it's winter break here in connecticut and my son is home from preschool and anytime my son has a break my wife and i panic and just buy him a bunch of stuff right and like put it in the closet so if like we need to entertain him. We can just pull out like a new Hot Wheels car or a new book. Oh, that's smart. And last weekend, I made a curbside pickup order at Barnes and Noble. Still got those. And bought him like a number of those like DK books. You know, those DK books that are like kids reference books where they're like the big book of trucks. And it's like, oh, yeah. All sorts of different trucks, you know? Oh, yeah. I remember these. I bought him a few of those, including. The DK Guide to Pokemon. Oh, really? It's like an encyclopedia of Pokemon. The one I have hasn't been updated since Alola, but still, it's got all the Pokemon in it. Now he knows Pikachu and Meowth. Great. Every time he sees them, he says Pikachu, and he says Meowth. Progress. He's really coming around to this stuff. I can't believe that they make a DK one for Pokemon. That's great. It's pretty robust. The annoying part is like they list the new Pokemon for each gen, you know, they'll they'll take several pages to like show their little picture and show who they are. They do it in alphabetical order though, not according to number. Oh. Which is super weird. And a complete oversight, I think, by whoever like compiled this book. Yeah, no one caught that? No. <laughs> their numbers are relatively important. Yeah, and it's very strange because it's like you'll have Abra and Alakazam right next to each other, but Kadabra, you have to wait till you get to the Ks. So Right. It's a weird way to compile a book. If you need DK, if you need two Pokemon experts, one expert, one guy who's figuring it out. Yeah. We're here for you, DK. We can talk some Mon. Yeah, we'll talk Mon. Joshua. Yes. We ended our journey last week with our guest Eric Silver on eggs at Pastoria City, home of Crasher Wake. On a little bit of a cliffhanger. Yes. You head out of the gym. Crasher Wake is there to confront you because apparently Team Galactic has been in uh, inside the Great Marsh. Up to no good. Up to no good. And they set off a galaxy bomb of like some sort. Like Galactic Bomb or something? Yeah. I didn't really get it. Sounds bad. And he's like, go chase after this galactic grunt. And your buddy, Bad Josh, is there. He's still in an apprenticeship underneath Crasher Wake. Right. So he guards the entrance to Great Marsh so you can't go back in there right now. Which is too bad. Because I, I have some I have some Mon to catch in the Great Marsh. Oh, you did? I didn't have time before last week, but I, I had time this week. So I wanted to get in there. But I couldn't because Bad Josh was blocking the door. Well, I'm excited to hear about whether or not you did get those Pokemon after you were able to access the Great Marsh again. You are able to access it again eventually after you catch this grunt. Yeah, but you have to do this pretty obnoxious like goose chase. Across like half the dang island. Yeah, it's like Route 214, Route 213 I think is when you catch him. You chase him like to the east of Pastoria City. You chase him clear up route like 214, 213. You chase him through that little like Greek village. Right. The uh, Valor Lakefront. Yeah. Yeah. And then you chase him to the lakefront and that's where he finally confronts you and you battle him. And he was like trash. Yeah. He's just got a crow gunk. Yeah. Just one crow gunk. One no wonder he was running from me. He talks a big game, but we know that he's just got a nasty little frog. Yeah. Man. <laughs> you Once you catch him and you defeat him, then... Cynthia just coincidentally shows up. I was trying to think of her name. Is it Cynthia? I think so. Okay. <laughs> the like woman in all black with the cool little outfit. Yeah. She shows up and she's like, thank you. You've saved the day. Yeah. And she gives you a potion. 
the secret potion. Secret potion, no space. Secret potion. Secret potion. Secret potion. potion. And and also, uh, Bad Josh is there. Like always. Um, and well, and this is where he says to you, the Gray Marsh is open again. Right. He said the bomb wasn't as bad as it seemed. Something called a galactic bomb seems like it would be pretty bad. Also, like hundreds of Pokemon probably died. Yeah. In the Great Marsh. How, how is this not like a huge national emergency? It sounds devastating. That's probably like an ecosystem that's been affected, you know? Oh, yeah. So she gives you this secret potion. She tells you, hey, remember those Psyducks you ran into back on Route 210? Go give this to them, the secret potion. It'll cure their headaches and they'll get out of your way. Right. What else did she say? She had like some lore shit. Yeah, she notes that there's an island in the middle of Lake Valor. Which we still can't get to, by the way. On the island lives a quote-unquote mirage of a Pokemon. Okay. So, is it a Pokemon or is it a Mirage? Little column A, little column B. Well, I'm sure we'll find out in one of these episodes. Maybe if they eventually let us into Lake Valor, we can find out. Yeah. Go back to Pastoria City. There's a whole route to the west we have yet to explore. Right. More marsh. 212. It's a mix of marshes and buttes and bridges and little, like, uh, trick beams for your bike that you can like oh yeah the new balance across yeah they're like elevated thin beams that you have to get your bike on and they'll right reveal other like items and that kind of stuff route 212 is like it's pretty uneventful it's just trainers and wild pokemon and item pickups and all that kind of stuff it does look cool it does look cool their route design on in Sinnoh or platinum in particular i imagine is uh quite like diverse it's that same like marsh thing luckily there's all these elevated paths because the marshes are that same thing that happened in the great swamp or the great marsh where if you step into the deep tiles you get stuck right and have to like wildly flail your left stick until you get unstuck but you know you get through it you wind your way up route 212 and there on the horizon is a resplendent estate oh beautiful glittering in the in the sunshine there's guards posted up everywhere cops i'm pretty sure the first time i came through it was during the day and the guard did not attack me and then the next time i came through it was in the evening and a guard did attack me actually a bug catcher tweeted at us about this because we were talking about those running men a couple of episodes ago that we like were unable to battle oh right and apparently they can be challenged in the morning, and then these cops, or the guards, can only be challenged at night. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happened. Well, we're always playing at night, usually, but... Yeah. I think I played, like, during the Miles' nap over the weekend. I was expecting a battle, but no one delivered on it, so I uh, had to come back at night. Yeah. Pokemon Mansion is an interesting place, isn't it, Joshua? It's got a couple of things going on. It's got a lot going on. Yeah. You go inside, and there's a lot of uh, helpers, a lot of the staff. Mr. Backlot's staff. It's a real uh, upstairs, downstairs situation. It's a little classist, yeah. A lot of the doors are, are closed off to you at this point, but there are a few things that are accessible. If you if you go th- to the east wing, there's only one door you can go in, and it's Mr. Backlot's office. Right. And Mr. Backlot is there. So is his butler, whose name I think is just Butler. Probably. And a he, he doesn't name the help. And a guard who's guarding a Pokemon statue that you shan't be touching. I was curious about that. If you try to touch it, he pushes you away. Yeah. I'm curious about it too. I looked it up. Apparently you could go in between two AM and six AM because the guard is asleep then. And you can touch the statue, but I was not clear on what happens if you touch the statue. Is it just like pure pleasure of saying that you did it? No idea. <laughs> no idea. You get a mute. I did not I have not stayed up till two in the morning at all this week to try to make it happen, but Fair, yeah. The other thing is there's a journal on Mr. Backlot's desk that has the Pokedex entry for something. Oh, um Manaphy. Yeah, Manaphy. And if you if you like look at it, it adds it to your Pokedex. But like Manaphy is what a uh, it's a mythical Pokemon, a water type. But what gen's it from? Uh, it was introduced this gen. Oh, okay. I think it was one of the event Pokemon. Oh, okay. Like, how did they distribute it? I don't know. How do you capture this thing? Received from Pokemon Ranger, from Flora, Almia, or Oblivia, egg. Oh, so you have to play Ranger and then you can get it? What? Pokemon Ranger? 
What is Pokemon Ranger? It's a side game that we might want to consider playing. Is it a DS game? Oh, it is DS. Yeah, it's DS. <laughs> I have not played Pokemon Ranger. Interesting. Well, we can pick up some rad, weird Pokemon if we do play it. So that's interesting because they put this entry in here so that you can just look at it and then you can like check the box because they're assuming most people are not going to do the legwork to actually catch it right apparently so that's mr backlot's office there's nothing else you can do in here right. and then you go out and if you go to the west wing of pokemon mansion yes there are a few little maids quarters you can pop in you can talk to the maids you can grab some items but then at the end of the hallway there's the maid challenge yeah did you do the maid challenge i tried it three times and i didn't pull it off it's like the five maid challenge five maid knockout exact turn attack challenge is yeah. the uh, proper name Yep. And you have to beat all five of these maids in a row. They all have Clefairies, I think, always. Yep. Lowest to highest level. And all of their Clefairies have Endure. Right. Which is the annoying part. And they usually open with it. So it's very hard to actually time out the exact number of attacks. And I've gotten within one. And that was the last time I got to try. I tried it about... And you can do it once a day, I think. I tried it about 20 times, Josh. Okay. I kept like trying it and then like one of them would survive and endure. Right. And I'd be like, well, that's shot. And I would soft reset my Game Boy and just go back in and try again. And I tried it over and over again. Eventually, I got a knockout challenge that was eight turns. Okay. And it changes, I guess we should say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can't really like plan. So here's what I did. I was like, well, what's good against normal? Psychic. No, fighting. So I- <laughs> Oh, God. Trained up my. Is this going to be a matchup, ma'am? Alakazam. No, not really. Not really. Because it worked. Okay. I trained up my Alakazam to like level 41 or 42 or something like that. Gave him the quick claw and then went back to the the department store in Veilstone and yeah. bought uh, whatever the, the vitamin is that makes Pokemon faster. Carbos. I think I bought three or four of them and fed them all to Alakazam. Just so he would have the edge. Jesus. He's already so fast. Well, he well, he wasn't because these Clefairies kept getting uh, Endures off. Okay. I eventually got it so that I could one hit each of the Clefairies with a Psychic. Okay. And then I got to the last Clefairy and like had only you know used four moves. So I needed to use another four. So I just kept using like Recover. And then I used a Psychic to knock it out. So I, I did it in eight turns. Do you know what the grand prize for being the five made knockout challenge is? No, I'm so curious. You just fight Lady Celeste, like the lady of the the manor. Oh, it's just another fight. And she's got a um she's got Plissy. And then you know what the grand prize for beating Lady Celeste is? Money? Nothing. She just tells you to suck. Yeah, she gives you money, but like I went through all of this to like <laughs> get a little cash that I already spent on fucking carbos. Yeah, you dropped. It was like, a net loss for me. You dropped like forty thousand dollars into it. <laughs> I just expected something really rad, you know. And then it was nothing. It was it was money. These one percenters never wanting to give anything away of value to anyone else, and they just think they can buy everyone off with their spare change. Just makes me sick. Anyway, me doing a doing a bunch of useless. Uh, playing a bunch of useless Pokemon this week is going to be a theme. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. so strap in, because this is not the first thing that I spent a lot of time doing that I did not need to do this week. <laughs> oh, and Joshua, one of us was a naughty boy, weren't we? Yeah, me. One of us, in the set of playing Pokemon this week... Yeah, had a bit of a relapse. One of us didn't play much Pokemon this week and instead decided to play another game. It's the old... Didn't they? Civilization bug. I got it again. And then you had to text your co-host and say, hey, can we record on Wednesday night instead of Tuesday because I played too much Civilization this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> and now here I... And I have to take the wheel, don't I, Joshua? On, uh, on a couple of parts, yeah. You're <laughs> definitely going to be... For the last half of this episode, pretty much. Because Joshua skipped all the... The optional stuff. I did manage to do Fuego Ironworks before this. Oh, okay. Yeah. I told you it was pointless. Good items. Yeah, good items, but like, I don't really get Getting it. ahead of myself. We'll talk about that. The only other thing with Pokemon Mansion is the Trophy Garden. Right, which is not of any use to us right now. You need the national decks first. Yeah, right now it's just got like Cricketunes and like normal Pokemon, but apparently after you get the national decks, they will add... 
Pokemon that are not normally available. Pokemon Gen 1, 2, and 3. Yeah, and I guess the story behind why they're added is that Mr. Backlot will lie or just make up what Pokemon it they have, and then his servants have to go out and like find those Pokemon and import them. Yeah. Because he's like the scammer. Once you get the national decks, Eat the rich. You talk to Mr. Backlot once a day. He'll mention a new Pokemon. Yeah. And then if you go out to the trophy garden, that Pokemon will be out there. Right. But we haven't done that yet, Josh. Maybe we will if we decide to go chasing waterfalls someday. But I would like to see the trophy garden in its full resplendent glory. Next up, Joshua, we left Pokemon Mansion and we made our way northward to uh, Route 210, which is outside of that weird little town that doesn't have a gym is that right salacion yeah salacion yeah and this is where we previously went to the cafe cabin yeah and bought some moo milk and did some battling but north was obstructed by the psyduck with the headaches right so now you give them the secret potion and then they are all cured and they do the sweet little like march away yeah and then there's one little cheeky one who like hangs back and does an extra little dance. I liked him. Yeah, me too. And then the path's cleared. It's one of those annoying routes where it's all super tall grass, so you can't bike anywhere. It's foggy at a certain point, too. It, it also gets foggy. And there's all these like ninja boys hanging out in the grass. Oh, yeah, the who, ninja like, trio. Pop out at you and attack you. Yeah, the ninja trio. Got another thing that I was like, well, got to beat all these guys. They're going to give me something cool, uh, right? Me too wrong they don't even acknowledge that you've beaten the other ones it's weird because they all make a point to say like you've started battling the ninja trio good luck beating us right and then when you beat the other ones the third one just says the same thing it's like <laughs> yeah and then they, they don't give you anything except cash they're they're pretty stingy with their uh special items in this game apparently yeah then when you keep pushing north then the fog rolls in so i had to huff it back down to Salacion and uh Grab my old starter, Piplup. <laughs> Mr. Hilliard. Mr. Hilliard, who knows defog, and uh, head back north to 210 and clear the fog and, and keep pushing through. And this route is all all ninjas and ace trainers. Yeah. Lots of opportunities to level up and lots of tall grass, too. Yeah, I spent a lot of time here. Yeah, I did as well. Um, I want to talk about uh, Pokemon I encountered on this route. Oh, me too. You can go first. It's a Pokemon that you made me barf, Joshua. Oh, yeah. It belonged to Ace Trainer Ernest, and its name is Probopass. Oh, my God. I figured it had to be this thing. Once you see it, oh, my God. Heinous. Absolutely awful. What's the thing it came from? Nosepass? Yeah. Nosepass is, like, pretty ugly. But Probopass, they're like, how do we like how do we make this uglier? You know? Like Nosepass could have gone in so many other directions. Like right. it could have like taken on like a big Easter Island head thing or like I don't know, something other than like Groucho Marks, like big mustache, big nose, and then it's got little like bird beaks for hands. God. They just made it even worse. I mean, it, it's like a, a chimera of like metal, random metal objects. It sucks. I mean, it's like, so is Magnemite. Uh, with a mustache for some reason. And it's got a little mustache. Ugh. Which I guess, I don't know what the mustache is. Why would it ever have that? Is it like uh, um, iron fillings that it's picked up? Because it's steel type. Maybe it's magnetic. Maybe. Nose pass evolves when you level it up in a magnetic field. Oh, I see. Right. They did that in, in this gen. So it magnetizes. So maybe that's like iron filling. I mean, I feel like this is one of the ones where like it's too far and you just wouldn't be able to live with yourself. Oh, no. No, no, no. Is Probopass a human? No. No legs? No legs. It's the little, there's a Pokemon type shape that is like four little floating balls. And that is what Probopass is. Okay. Disgusting. I think Nosepass was a human though. God. Yeah, Nosepass was. Well, because it's got those little stubs. Yeah. I mean, I just don't think you could use this line and like realistically live with yourself. It's so yucky. It's a pass. I don't like it. I'll probe a pass on this one. That's no, good. Yeah. Uh, what do you... You said you got a special yeah. surprise in Route 210 too? Yeah, I was trying to figure out which trainer had it, um, and I, I am not sure, but one of them has just a 
Bright-eyed little beauty, little sweetie. The baby. Oh, yeah. No, that was on Route 218. Oh, it's 218. Yeah. It was one of those fishermen on Route 218, I remember. That makes more sense, yeah. Okay. So, we'll save it. Forget you heard that. Okay. Forget you heard that, bug catchers. We'll talk about it when we get to Route 218. That's a little sweetener. Get you. It's a little sweetener. Will you bleep it? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. When you're editing the episode, bleep yourself saying the word... And you'll have to bleep that too. Build up a little uh, excitement yeah. for the segment. Yeah. Who's it going to be? We're through 210. 210 is kind of this weird meandery route, but eventually it leads you to Celestic Town. Yeah. Which is a cool little town. It's sort of like a crater. Yeah, it's like nestled high up in the mountains. Yeah. You're like ascending the whole time. Right. And then, yeah, it's in like a crater, it seems like. And there's little buildings all around the crater, including the Pokemon Center, where you can finally heal up. I remember getting to this Pokemon Center. Oh, my God. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I was actually almost running out of super potions. Yeah, same. And revives. There's not a lot here. The Pokemon Center, there's an old man who will give you a a cool pair of shades. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it will change, right? Like black glasses, wise glasses. I got wise glasses. And what do the wise glasses do? If I remember correctly, they just like improve your special moves. So non-physical moves, right? That's great, actually. Yeah. Boosts the power of the holder's special moves by 10%. I can't remember who I threw them on, but... That's more useful than black glasses, because black glasses are so niche. It's only dark Pokemon. Oh, yeah. You get choice specs in the morning, black glasses during the day, and wise glasses at night. What's choice specs? Also not familiar with choice specs. Uh, It boosts the holder's special attack, but locks into only use one move. Wow. I don't understand what that means at all. Boosts the Pokemon's special attack by 50%, but it only allows the use of the first move. That's, like, too confusing for me. Yeah, I think how you do it is you'd want one super powerful move on the caliber of a Fire Blast or a Blizzard or a Flamethrower or Ice Beam or whatever because they have better accuracy, and you don't want this thing to miss. The first move in the lineup or the first move you use? I think it's the only move you can use, so it's like your signature move. So confusing. That is confusing, actually. The other notable thing in in Celestic Town, well, there's a few notable things, but one of the main things is in the middle of the crater, there's like a little um, Shinto shrine. Yeah. Which you can't interact with at all. Right. It's just like a monument. But then you make your way north, and there's the entrance to a cave. Yes. Oh, and back when we were talking to Cynthia when she gave us the secret potion, she also gave us... Oh, an old old charm. Old charm and said, deliver this to Celestic Town. It's like a quid pro quo. Yeah. I give you the secret potion. You give my grandmother this old charm. And the grandmother's in this cave and she's grateful to get the old charm. And then there's a a little mural, some cave art. Very like cave of origin like kind of a situation. Which I didn't understand. I think it was like depicting kind of like, you know, the creation of Sinnoh a little bit. It's got Azelf, Uxie, and Mesprit the lake guardians um like celestic is supposedly the first human settlement in Sinnoh. someone says that yeah so these are like cave it's got cave paintings which is kind of cool these are new muse yeah they're new muse they look a lot like mew wait so we've got the two big monsters from the cover of diamond and pearl right and the big centipede from the cover of platinum and these like three new muse yeah the creation myth in the Pokemon world is just so complex. It's got a lot of layers going that I feel like we were sort of talking about that with Eric last week, but it's like they've sort of bit off more that they could chew with this. Yeah. Like how do all these Pokemon interact with each other? Yeah. Uh, before you can head out from the cave here, the Celestic Ruins, uh, you were attacked. Yes. By a big bad boy. Finally reveals himself. It's Cyrus. He's the head of Team Galactic. He's the big boss. And he just wants to get down. He just wants to get nasty. He wants to battle. Yeah, he's had enough of this, like, cat and mouse game. Mm-hmm. What does he have? He's got a Sneasel. He's got a Golbat, and he's got a Murkrow. It was a joke. He's a joke. Yeah, I think his highest level was, like, 36. So we, because of our battle last week, we're already above that. And then, like, Sneasel, you know, that's a one-hit if you just land a fire move. Or a fighting move. Right. 
Murkrow is always trash. Mm-hmm. Golbat, shock that thing. Yeah, my Snorlax picked up a lot of levels this week from uh, from knowing lightning. Oh, yeah, the thunder. Or thunder, yeah. Yeah. So I, I took care of Cyrus pretty easily, and he slinked off to, to lick his wounds. And then Cynthia's grandmother will give you Surf for saving the, the town. Good deal. And now the whole wide world is opened up to us, Joshua, and we can go anywhere, we can do anything, we can explore all of these water routes that we've been encountering but haven't been able to to surf the wide, wet waves yet. Some of us a little bit more than others. And I'm sure both of us took advantage of that and went and saw the world, right, Joshua? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. I would love to hear what you got up to now that you have access to surf, Josh. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you you want to hear that right now, or you want? Yeah. All right. Well, now I after this break. Hit... <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Joshua, welcome back to the show. Bug catchers, welcome back to the show. Good to be here. Now the world is open to us. First thing I did, Joshua, I don't know about you, I flew back to uh, Pastoria City. Okay. I hung around here. I actually ran Route 2. 10 a couple of times using the versus seeker and then also taking all of the different paths to get all the items but mostly to train yeah there are a lot of little paths and there are a little dude a lot of little dudes here i had to get back into that great marsh joshua what were you looking for in there there was a slimy little pokemon who was calling my name and i knew it was in great marsh and as you know my character this season steve human is not a pokemon trainer but just a dude right and he is looking for his buds all across Sinnoh. He's on an epic road trip all across Sinnoh. Not looking and for And he heard Pokemon. that one of his buddies- Looking for humans. Not looking for Pokemon, looking for humans. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And one of his buddies got lost in Great Marsh. So he had to go find him. Yeah. And he found him. He found him. All in one piece. He was in section three of Great Marsh. His name was Tangela. Okay. Bound to happen. And Tangela is not a human, Josh. Even with its- Gross little shit. As you can imagine, Tangela is like some kind of disgusting little like wad of worms or something. Yeah, like seaweed. Yeah. It's just a ball of seaweed with a couple of Ugh. gross little clogs on it. Disgusting to look at. I hate looking at Tangela. It's so gross. But I wasn't here for Tangela. I was oh, here really for the much, the much more handsome Tangrowth. <laughs> That's uh, one way of describing Tangrowth. Tangrowth, we found wow. him, baby. Well, we found a Tangela, but then we evolved into a Tangrowth. I mean, I knew you were going to go for this one. <laughs> hey, Tangirth, more like it, right? Because this thing's got a million hit points. Yeah, and it's a big blob. <laughs> I mean, it's a little sweeter. I think it's much uglier than Tangela. <laughs> I, I'm it's like, I what if Tangela wasn't cute? <laughs> and I will also say the Tangela sprite in Gen 4 was growing on me. Yeah. It looks pretty cute comparatively. Yeah. But this tan growth, let me check out the sprites. It's like a Frankenstein's monster. Oh my it, god. It's like this big dumb mass of worms. Oh, look at its animation in black and white. Wait, I got to go down to the It sprites. does a little jiggy. It gets <laughs> jiggy with it. <laughs> I like that. Jeez. <laughs> this thing's got pretty good stats. 535. Yeah, yeah it's overall. not bad. Um, I got a Tangela, and I, I feel like it's prudent now, Joshua, to just talk about it. Let's uh, let's get it out of the way. We are not battling this week, not because we flipped a coin and got tails, but because we battled the last two weeks. Yeah, and we will <laughs> and be we're battling, battling the next, next two week. weeks. Yeah. So we're like, let's take a break from battling. But I think we can still talk about our Pokemon in our hit segment, Joshua. Level check. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have some Pokemon to talk about as well. But you can start. Okay. Miss Poston, my Toxicroak. Right. It was level 41. And I think that's largely wow. because of uh, 
its fighting moves came in handy this week. Oh, right, yeah. All the steel. Next in the lineup is my buddy, Mr. Chuck Tangrowth. Okay. Also level 41. Wow. My method is always to get to the top level of whatever Pokemon the gym leader of the week has. So I was trying to get all my guys to 41. Right. Mr. Chuck is named after at ChuckWhite50 on Twitter. Thank you, Mr. Chuck. Thank you, Mr. Chuck, for contributing your name. Next up is Ms. Taylor, Licky Licky, level 38. Falling behind a little. Falling behind a little, but another one that just has like more hit points than it knows what to do with. Yeah, this is a very tanky team. Yeah. Next up is Ms. Coheed, Snorlax, level 44. Also, Jesus. An enormous amount of, of hit points. Snorlax was like instrumental for me this week. She was uh, front of the line most of the week. Her thunder moved helped with all the water roots I was on. Right. Oh, Tangrowth also. Like, Tangrowth grew so much because I did a ton of water roots this week, which we'll, we're about to get into. All right. Next up is Ms. Applebaum. There she is. Rosalia, level 42. And when does Roserade happen? I think you need to give it a stone. Shiny stone, yeah. Well, I don't know if I have one of those yet. I have not seen that yet. She came back to the party this week to help with all the water roots. And then the last boy I picked up this week, Josh, Spicy Little Mon, uh, Spicy Little Human. with bated breath. Human. Yeah. Picked him up, Route 218. He was drunk as a skunk. Oh. Drunk as a stunky. He'll fit right in. Getting in a fight with some fisherman. <laughs> His name is Mr. Cass. Uh-huh. Mr. Mime, level 37. Wow. Named after at Robin Cass on Twitter. Thank you, Robin. Thank you, Robin. For sharing your name with my team. Robin made sure to stress in the DM to me. He's like, just so you know, Robin Cass fits perfectly into the uh, character limit for Pokemon Platinum. (laughs) (laughs) And that's appreciated, Robin. But uh, I do have a naming convention with the Mr. and Mrs. and Ms. stuff. So... Right. Mr. Cass, Mr. Mime, level 37. You know what Mr. Cass always says? Mime, mime, mime? No, he says, ask grass for Cass. <laughs> Nobody rides for free. Right, that's his, uh, yeah. That's, that's kind of, that's his, like, slogan. He says it all the time. Yeah. He's a cool dude. How is that working out, Mr. Mime? Challenging. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I've had, like, I've had a few promising runs at psychic types in this game. I've got my Alakazam, who's, like, a hoss unstoppable right really hard to make a case for not just going with keeping that alakazam yeah for my psychic type but i also have metatite who i can probably get up to metacham at some point i've had a little fun with him mm-hmm. mr mime is a weird pokemon yeah he's listed on bulbapedia as a barrier pokemon and i understand why two of the moves he knows that i have not trained off of him because i'm curious to see how this mechanic works oh is it a light screen and barrier he's got light screen and reflect oh reflect yeah Yeah. well there it's all the like mime moves it's mime movies like fake wall yeah yeah that's funny so he's got light screen and reflect one of which prevents damage from or lessens damage from special attacks for five turns Mm -hmm. and one of which lessens damage from physical attacks for five turns right and then he doesn't know psychic yet he knows psybeam and he knows um what did i just teach him trick oh yeah like psybeam's the only damaging move he knows trick it'll switch the held item between two pokemon so i guess he stacks kind of nicely with the rest of your team though because he's making all these barriers and um light screens that can defend both himself as well as your team yeah and they're already so like beefy he's super frail he's got like zero hit points and very little in the way of defense so the way i've been using him so far is i'll try to pop off those two moves light screen and uh and reflect and then i'll dip and i'll just send in someone else which i guess is the way you use him it just seems like such a thankless job on the team you know yeah i think that's right though maybe he'll be more useful when he learns psychic yeah definitely i mean i think he's got decent special attack yeah i think so he's just he's a super weird pokemon like i maybe i can figure him out maybe i'm not good enough at pokemon to really figure him out but i'm gonna i'm gonna give him a whirl see what we can get up to 
Give Mr. Cass a... See what kind of nasty shit we can get up to. Give him a chance. So that's my team, or that's Steve Human's team. All right. What about uh you? Bree Van Der, who, as a reminder, is aspiring to be the world's most well-respected Pokemon breeder. And in that vein, she had a couple of sales this week. Oh, she... She moved some product. Yeah, she had a couple of interested buyers in a couple of Pokemon. And Golduck, Scrooge McGolduck, and Lola Bunny, the Lopunny, have moved on. It says here on the the invoice that Lopunny was sold to a one T green ring. (laughs) Yeah, that was a a funny coincidence. Really funny coincidence, because my last name is made up. Right. So I, I, I don't think there's, I think there's literally no one else in the world with the last name Greenring except me and my wife and my son. Now that's interesting. I mean, it's, it's, is this someone I, I know? Like, should I, can you put me in touch with them? It's normally not Bree's policy to reveal the names and addresses sure, sure. of her clients, because so many of them are prestigious, uh, well-respected members of the community. Yeah. I don't know about this T green ring though. I I don't know how respected that person is. Yeah, probably not very much, right? Given their uh, proclivities. Just hope that uh, Low Punny's gone to a good home. <laughs> she's, she's probably being taken care of very well. You know, Bree was just pleased that this T green ring outbid Dr. Footstep. <laughs> he was the high bidder yeah. for a while, and Bree really felt weird about that one. They had a little sidebar. Mr. Footsteps and T Green Ring and, and Mr. Footsteps was like, Well, can I just have the feet? <laughs> I was like, I don't think about it. Yeah. Uh that sounds even worse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you jettisoned a couple mon. I'm assuming you picked up a couple of new ones to replace them. Yep. I'll do the standbys so far though. Mitchell, Leafeon, not a lot of action because, as I said, I didn't play as much as I wanted to, and I was raising two new Pokemon that mm-hmm. I wanted to get up to the same level. Mitchell, Leafeon, level 38. Cool. Bonzo, Infernape, 40. Cool. Simba, Luxray, 39. Silver, Staraptor, 38. All well-known to me at this point in time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, three of them have been with us since basically the beginning. Yeah. Then we have April, the Garafferig, level 37. <laughs> Editor's note. I know that sometimes our pronunciations of Pokemon names can confound and even anger listeners. And often, I'll still stand by them because I believe in it. But when you hear Garafferig in direct contrast to Giraffe, which is obviously what it's based on, you start to think that perhaps it is actually Girafferig. And it is. I've confirmed it. But do we have the capability of going back through this whole episode and doing the pickups to replace every mention of Girafferig with Girafferig? No. So you'll be hearing Girafferig for the remainder of the episode. We apologize for the error. Talk to me about the name. April the Giraffe. What's that? Who's that? You don't remember April the Giraffe? No. It's the the giraffe that had a baby that was watched live on YouTube. Uh, I think I missed this. I think like two or three years ago. Tajiri. Tajiri was the baby's name. She gained worldwide fame after a live video of her in the late stages of pregnancy along with the subsequent birth were put on YouTube. Oh, the baby's dead already. I just saw that too. <laughs> How far does a baby giraffe fall out of the womb before? Does, like, does that... Is there like an impact wound there? Well, I don't remember the video at this point. That's a deep fall. Would the giraffe not kneel to close some of that gap? Can giraffes kneel? Well, don't they have to? I don't know. I'm not a giraffe scientist. (laughs) How do they sleep? I don't know. What happens to that big neck when they're sleeping too? Does it flop over? Don't horses sleep standing up? Uh, I mean, I think they can, but they definitely can lay down. Cows? They sleep standing up, but they can all kneel. I mean, I've seen all of them sleeping on the ground. I guess. I don't know. So why not giraffe? We'll need a giraffe scientist to wade in here and help guide us, but... I'm more of a Garafferig scientist. April Garafferig. Always been a little curious about Garafferig, and I I realized this week that it is uh, palindrome. Garafferig. Didn't put that together until now. Oh. Because (laughs) of its its body. (laughs) And it's a little nasty, 
little nasty gremlin on its butt. My clients are, are usually more interested in that front half, but the other half is interesting. Makes it a little rare. You should catch two giraffe rigs, chop off the giraffe side. No, we're talking. Put those together. Yeah. And then just throw out the gremlins. No, I like the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's called yeah. giraffe rig. Giraffe rig? It's called gera gera. Gera gera, yeah. And then your sixth, Mon? Yeah, my sixth one is Merlion Vaporeon, level 36. What's Merlion? It's the symbol of the national symbol of Singapore. Okay. Mermaid slash lion, like a finned lion. Yeah, that makes sense. A mermaid is a finned maid. Yeah. A merlion is a lion with a fish body. It's got those two like statues that iconically sit at like the bay that you come into when you're going to Singapore. Oh, you go to Singapore a lot? And enter Singapore from what I've seen. <laughs> Not anytime soon. I would like to go there, though. Sounds interesting. Um, so Merlion, because Vaporeon, obviously, is that. Yes. Half lion, half a mermaid. Bree, as I've said, she's breeding Eevees constantly. Yeah. And she was taking a look at what she could do to replace Golduck, and Vaporeon was the best option. Okay. If you say so. See how it goes. There's a lot of water-type Pokemon in this game. Most of them do not fit her standards. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's a lot of uggos down there. Uh, there's some beautiful fish. We've had this discussion, koi. Yeah, but disputed which ones are actually koi. Yeah, that's true. Goldine is defined as a goldfish, although it might be koi because Sea King looks like a koi. Right. And then, I mean, Magikarp, I just think, is kind of a trash fish. Joshua, once I was done with the Great Marsh, the world was our oyster this week. Yes. And as I said, I got a little turned around. Yeah. Didn't know where I was going. Had to look at a walkthrough to figure out what came next. It's very unclear, because I knew we were ending in Canalave, right. but like, Celestic Town is a dead end. And then if you follow the Bulbapedia walkthrough, they send you on all these wild goose chases. Right. The very first place they send you is Fuego Ironworks which is an ironworks. It's essentially the team rocket hideout of this game. It's all like those spinny tile puzzles. Like arrows. Yeah, the arrows that spin you around. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's in, likewise, like the team rocket hideout, it's, it's full of items, which are nice. Right. And then at the center of it all is Mr. Fuego himself. Indeed. Who's not some nefarious villain who wants to battle you and destroy the world it's just a small business owner just a kindly gentleman who's looking for star bits yeah he wants star pieces and he will trade you shards for them he starts by giving you a star piece which is confusing because he wants them he wants to jumpstart the economy but then he becomes this repeatable resource that you can come back to anytime you find a star piece and you can trade him star pieces for shards Right. I still don't really know what shards are for. I've collected a number of them. I found the guy on Route 212 who you can trade shard pieces for moves. But is that like, is that their only function? Yeah, you can get TMs as well. Okay. You can trade 10 of each of them and they correspond with like blue shards are rain dance. Green, okay, green is hail, so maybe not. Red is sunny day and then yellow is sandstorm. Okay. But then the main thing is that there are move tutors. There are three of them, I think, in Platinum. And uh, they're in different areas. And you can trade them shards. And specific Pokemon will be able to learn moves if you trade them, I think, like eight shards. Oh, is that the only way to, to do move tutors in this game? You can't pay for them? I think that's how it works, yeah. Ugh, that's so Because I found this move tutor on, I think it was 212. And... yeah. He was like, give me some shards and I'll teach your Graffarig Sucker Punch. And I was like, that would be cool to have. But I didn't have enough. So I guess this is the economy is like fully revealed to us now. Like you can get star pieces and you can trade them to Mr. Fuego and then he'll give you shards and then you give the shards to the move tutors. I have found a number of, of star pieces on my journey, but I just didn't really know what to do with them. These are all things that are plentiful in the underground. Ah, uh, yes, of course. A place that I shan't be going back to anytime soon. 
I think I probably will now that we have all these shards, because there are a couple of moves that I would actually like to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think now that I know that we can trade them for moves uh, or trade them for move, move tutors, it has incentivized it a little bit to me because I know that we've got to do some battling the next couple weeks and I want to get my, my Mon in shape for that. Right. So that's good to know. I'm glad I went to the Fuego Ironworks. It sounds like you managed to just squeak by and get there as well. Yeah, once I was making the show notes and then I saw the Bulbapedia walkthrough, I was like, what the hell is all this other shit? And I managed to do Fuego Ironworks because it does take about 15 minutes. Yeah. But then there's three routes that I have never encountered or heard of. <laughs> I, I did them because Bulbapedia told me to do them. Because at this point, it's all backtracking. Like, Josh said, like, Celestic Town is a dead end. You just have to go, like, you have surf. You have to go find the right path to surf on, you know? Right. But Bulbapedia wants you to go on all these optional routes, which I'm glad I did because it's like, it's free training. But you might as well, yeah. They're also all dead ends. I, I started on Route 219, which is south of uh, San Gem Town. San Gem Town, yeah. So you fly to San Jim Town and you you go south from there, and it's just it's this is a this is a very short route, but it leads to a much longer route, which is two twenty. <laughs> right, two twenty okay. is like a maze. It's all rocks and islands. It's like that. Um, oh, it looks like Hoenn. That big section in Hoenn, yeah, that big water section, and you gotta like find the right routes, and you get kind of like stuck in a lane. And there's a million trainers, and it's all tentacruels and tentacles and the wingles. Classic. So I had I had two uh, grass type Pokemon on my team at this point. So it was it was fairly quick work for me. But you go down there, and there's not really much. Just a bunch of swimmers going on. Yeah. I mean, I guess that makes it worth it though. Like I missed out on like I don't know a dozen trainers. It looks like. Yeah, but you can always swing back and get them. Yeah. You eventually kind of are uh, outputted into Route 221, which is a grass route. And again, this is not required, but there's lots of lots of Mon here. Okay. A lot of trainers here. Ace Trainer Shannon had a low punny. Looked great. Still got it. Yeah. And then there's a thing here called Level House. Level House. Which is also just like that Mirage Island mini game in Hoenn. Because you go in and there's a guy here who's like, he wants you to show him a Pokemon of a certain level. Okay. And I went in a couple times and tried to show him my Pokemon and it was never the right level. And I'm not totally sure what happens. It's between one and 100 once a day. Yeah. And it was like, all my Pokemon are like within five levels of one another. So it was like, it was never between 38 and 42. So I'm giving up on that. Does it say, are you on the page? What does he give you? Yeah, he'll give you either a black belt or an expert belt or focus sash. Those are like high level. All of which are quite good. I feel like that's, those are, I've heard of those items from like the Pokesports dudes. Like I think professional Pokemon battlers all often put those items on their guys. Yeah, focus sash in particular is a good one. Yeah. If the holder has full HP and is hit by an attack that would would cause it to faint, it survives with one hit point. Yeah. The other thing in Route 221 is Pal Park. Oh, yes. Which is um, off limits. It's another national dex. You need the national dex before right? you can go in there. But then it's... Um, yeah, Pal Park is laid out like Safari Zone. It looks cool. It's got all sorts of cool shit in it, I think. But we'll we'll do that when we're chasing waterfalls. Yeah, I think we'll probably have to because of that. A lot of stuff. A lot of end game stuff in this game. Yeah. That's it. That's all you really missed. It was just a few water routes that kind of roundabout you all the way from Route 219 to 221. But then the real draw is you have to make your way back to... Jubilife City. Yeah, Jubilife City. If you go west from Jubilife City, we previously had access to this, but we obviously did not have surf, so we couldn't go anywhere. But now that we do, there's a very short route here, 218 which is just a water path and a little patch of grass, and that's it. And a couple of cuties. There's cuties Not the fishermen, here. but the Pokemon that they had. Some of those fishermen are cute. They look better than they usually do. Like, they kind of cleaned up their act a little in this gen. Mm -hmm. They don't have the droopy mouth from smoking anymore. Yeah. And while wow, Bugcatchers, I'm pleased to reveal, I'm sure you've all been on tenterhooks, Joshy Sweetie this week is Mantyke. Mantyke. <laughs> 
Mantike. What a cutie this little guy was. The baby Mantine. Mantike is a weird name for it. Yeah. It's because it's it's a man, but it's also a tyke. You know? Yeah. <laughs> it's not a man. It's neither. It sounds like a tiny man. Yeah. But it's not. It's a tiny manta ray. Yeah, it's very clearly, it's just a uh, based on being a baby manta ray. Yep. Weirdly, only Pokemon that requires a specific Pokemon, Remoraid, to be in the party in order to evolve it. Which is cool, because the Mantine sprite has those little Remoraid. The little Remoraid. The, like, cleaner wrasse, basically. Here's a question for Bree. Yeah. Manta rays feel pretty exotic. I'm not sure if you have the opportunity to catch one this game, but... If one, if the opportunity did present itself, would you catch a man tyke? It's on the list. Yeah. Okay. And then here's a question. Obviously, to evolve the man tyke into a man teen, you would need to catch a remoraid, which is an ugly little fish. Yeah. Is that allowed? I think so because it's you know a technique that you have to use when you evolve a man tyke into a man teen. Does it consume the remoraid? I think they hang out. Do you still have the remoraid in your party? Oh, now that's interesting. Surely you must. They don't take a Pokemon. Away yeah, I I don't think they would take it. Yeah, I think that's that's a pretty tricky wicket for Bree, man. Remorade is not a cute Pokemon. Well, what's interesting is, I mean, I guess it's irrelevant because Remorade is the one in question. But like Octillery, I feel like there's a case you could make that that's exotic enough that someone would own it because it's an octopus. Right. I guess it's not cute. Right. It's exotic. Like there's plenty of ugly fish that are exotic that people love. Right. Remoraid's definitely ugly. It also doesn't feel very exotic, though. No, but Octillery would be, I think. Yeah, I think so. But I've run Octillery so many times, I'm just not even... I'm not going to push that point. I definitely thought about it. Yeah. But um, if I have the opportunity to catch a Mantike, I'm going to do it. Okay. And then maybe I'll... I hope you get that opportunity. Maybe I'll raise it. That's it. Route 218's super brief, and then we are in Canaleve City. Yes. Our destination for this leg of the journey. It's a port town. Lots of big boats in the harbor. Really cool design. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a harbor town. It's got like a harbor cutting through right down the center of the city. Yeah, like where they launch boats. Yeah. Um, I have an exercise bike. Okay, humble brag. Never mind. This is an interesting. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I'll tell you afterwards. Okay. It's not interesting for the podcast. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to want to hear it either. You okay. haven't really yeah. sold it very well. I'll tell my wife. I already told her. Was she interested? I told her, and she was like, oh, cool. So. That's about it. Yeah. Okay. I'll save it. So. Cantilave City, it's what you expect. You know, there's a, there's a few houses here with people who will, like, tell you things. Yeah. Um, It's got a library that we can't access yet. Right. Um, we, from what I understand, will be visiting it next episode. Then I think there's like an old inn, the Harbor Inn. Yep. That you also cannot enter. Right. <laughs> um, Sailor Eldritch. Yeah. Is that a is that a Lovecraft thing? Uh, yeah. Isn't it? I thought so. Because like Eldritch horror is like a Lovecraft thing, and there's a city in one of the Lovecraft stories where everyone starts to turn into fish people because they all worship some fish god it's like some harbor town eldritch so i was an eldritch knight in a oh, you one were of our D games yeah that's three weeks in a row dvd mentioned we might have to just start a DD podcast now josh yeah we've got a real hankering clearly maybe we'll start a patreon and do um pokemon role-playing game that would be cool people would probably want to hear us do that right probably i would be a male uh <laughs> I'm scared. Never mind. <laughs> we cut that, too. Cut that. The first thing that happens when you enter the town is one of Professor Rowan's little cronies comes and, and attacks you. Well, not attacks. You don't battle him. But he, he upgrades yeah, don't your you Pokedex. Get something? Yeah, and it can differentiate between like gender differences of Pokemon now. And like variant differences. So like the um, the Wormadoms we were talking about. Oh, uh, yeah, right. A, a couple weeks ago. And I noticed that uh, after I got that, Girafferig has male and female differences. Does it? They've got a different number of spots. Oh, cool. I discovered that the Snorlax I have is exceedingly rare. Because of how hard it is to catch Munchlax? No, no, no. There's like no female Snorlax. Oh, and it's a female. The ratio is like 10 to 1. Jeez. Female Snorlaxes are, are pretty hard to come by, and I've got one. That's great. This might be a 
Something I could trade on the black market. Uh, uh, Regular let me market. ask, does Bree Van Durer have any uh, contacts I could talk to? I've got a female Snorlax. <laughs> Good breeding stock. Yeah, I mean, uh, I know a few people who might be interested in that. We can make something happen there. I was excited to see that. Yeah, that's cool. Other things that are, are in um, Cantalave Town. Move deleters here. Yep. Move deleter will delete moves. And then the gym. I mean, I think that's it. That's it. That's really it, yeah. And A couple then the of gym. houses. It's pretty small. It looks cool, but there's like uh, eight buildings here. Yeah. Nine buildings. A lot of the the towns in this are pretty small. Like, so was, so was the, the crater town. Yeah. It's interesting. There are like more towns, but they're all like smaller. Right. Celestic was small. Like Sinnoh isn't quite as bustling as like Hoenn. But then you've got towns like Jubilife. Yeah, Jubilife is giant. Jubilife is huge. And so and I think was that's the biggest one in Sinnoh. Well, so was the the um Hearthome was big too. Yeah. I guess this is more of like the frontier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is cool that they finally like it feels like they really spent some time to differentiate the cities. Like this canal design is dope. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. But then all we have left is Cantalave Gym. I guess so, yeah. Well, no, your rival attacks you. Oh, yeah, that's right. Bad Josh. He's got some new Mon, which is pretty exciting. He had a Heracross now, and his Turtwig had evolved into the, the big guy with the island on his back. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty cool Torterra. looking. Yeah. yeah, I realized in retrospect, actually, <laughs> we got a comment about this on the subreddit. Chimchar is definitely a human type. It's a monkey. Chimchar. And Torterra is definitely, you know, an exotic pet. Chimchar. I could have easily run with Turtwig, and you could have had Chimchar. No, Chimchar is not a human type. It's got a tail. Right. Oh, right. That's the disqualifier. Okay. Yeah. That anomaly in evolution doesn't work. Yeah. It's got a tail. I can't use it. Not for Steve Human. Okay. So does Monferno. So does Infernape. That was to say that I'm enjoying Infernape and the line, but I really like the design of Torterra. I wish I had been able to do it. Torterra's cool, and you could have. Yeah, I think that would have been a plausible Pokemon yeah. for Brevander to fuck with. I was pretty impressed with Torterra. It must be huge to have a little tree on its back. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of like a bonsai. How how big is it? Well, let's go to its page. Because you know in, in Detective Pikachu, the, oh, you haven't seen it still because I haven't let you. Waiting, I'm waiting for Miles. To, we had to watch it with Miles. To mature enough. Well, yeah. there's um, some scientific experiments that are done on a Torterra at one point. Oh, it's fucking huge. And it, it is outside of Detective Pikachu as well? How big is it? It's seven feet tall. Whoa. And it's not tall in the picture. <laughs> Like, it's wider than it is tall. So well, it's, but it must be including that tree. It's like the size of, like, a Dodge Ram, I think. Yeah, that's that's pretty fucking massive. That's huge, and it weighs 700 pounds. Okay, that's uh, that feels pretty adequate. Yeah. Like, appropriate. That's big. That's a big boy. Yeah. I think he looks cool as hell. Yeah, that would have been really fun. Well, I, I beat it easily. Uh, Yeah, I... I beat Bad Josh easily. This was not a memorable battle you almost you almost blew right by it when we were talking just now yeah but it happened i mean yeah i'm, I'm trying to think of anything notable no what did he have for you who do you got you've got he has empoleon now which was very cool to see mm-hmm. and then roserade rapidash heracross raptor pretty good team yeah all things considered for him being an idiot no issue though got by him and then it was on to cantilave gym cantilave gym is a steel type gym yes the gym itself is i guess i it was fine it was like one of the least interesting gyms i i feel like this game has presented so far it was all like elevators yeah you kind of go between different levels and there's like barriers to keep you from like I essentially like dead ends, you know? Right. Yeah. And trainers all along the way who all have steel type Pokemon. I mean, this was probably the hardest gym battle I had so far. Oh, me too. Okay. Do you mean Byron himself or these trainers? Um, I mean the whole thing. Yeah, I struggled the I struggled the entire way. Cause I really only had Infernape who could like do anything, but the problem with him is that it's fire and fighting. So like there were plenty of times where, like, 
they're running a bronzor or bronzong and then it's super effective with the psychic right and then all the other times with like these steelixes and bassiodons and shit that have like rock and ground moves yeah and nobody else really could do anything vaporeon was like not high enough level yet to really like be used that effectively although i did pull them out a couple of times i went back and healed multiple times i mean yeah me too i pulled it off but it was like I'm constantly feeding hyper potions to keep Infernape alive. Joshua, I barely pulled it off, man. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what happened to you in there? Well, you the don't only, have any like, fire. I don't have any fire. So it was just a disaster. Like, Jesus. Fighting type was good. Fighting type did some damage. Yeah. But fighting type is also weak to a lot of that shit you were just citing, like psychic, like... The combos that they have make it hard to use. And my one fighting type Pokemon on my team is Toxicroak, who's also poison type, which Steel is completely immune to. Right. Yeah. So, like, Toxicroak was pretty effective, but also, like, would occasionally take these huge hits and just die in one hit, you know? Like, it was really tough. And then, like, the only, like, my backup was always just, well, like, everyone else is just grass, which is, like, useless against Steel. Oh, yeah. And went down with one hit. Tangrowth and, and Rosalia were useless. God, and then you have all those normals, too. Normals Snorlax, were tough, Licky too. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Body slamming a big, like, steel ball. The only thing that I could figure out that worked, I would, I would keep Toxicroak in as, as long as I could, but it eventually would go down when I encountered one of these, like, dual types, you know? Mm -hmm. Snorlax could take the hits, which was nice, and Thunder did, like, a decent amount of damage against steel yeah it would at least like ding him you know and he had the hp to like take some hits so right snorlax was really the the savior of this gym but even still you just had to hack it byron killed me several times oh he killed you properly he does he why whited out several times oh jesus fighting byron this was probably the hardest gym i've faced so far in all the games yeah that's what it sounds like that's a really brutal matchup i think i lost three or four times there was nobody who could have learned fire blast um or we I just guess. got flamethrower and fuego ironworks too i don't know i just I actually don't, don't i don't have who. any poke i don't have any fire type pokemon <laughs> probably none of them can learn a fire move actually i guess maybe snorlax learned thunder you could probably learn flamethrower right yeah or fire blast i just want to check i mean regardless i didn't teach it to anyone so like it was a real struggle okay yeah snorlax this is good to know though it can learn flamethrower and fire blast okay yeah i feel like snorlax is like a just sort of a hoss it can it can pick up a lot of different moves yes yeah, solar beam <laughs> yeah I don't know how that works. Snorlax is like that um, speaker guy that you had a couple gens ago. Oh, oh, X-Ploud, yeah. X-Ploud. You just learn anything. Yeah, where I would just train electric, fire, ice, all of it. I should do that. It's really useful. Yeah, I really struggled. I was like, am I not going to be able to beat the gym this week? Rough. But I eventually, I eventually got it done. Well, congrats. Thank you. It was a struggle. We got through it, Joshua. We did. This whole leg seemed like Long a struggle for, for the two of us. Yeah, in different ways. In different ways. But we've got a guest coming next week, so we've got to get our, our games right. And of course, because we're going to be battling a guest, we will have a level cap. I think 45. Shit. Snorlax is already <laughs> yeah. right up there. So we're going to Snowpoint City next week. And yep. the highest level that Candice, the gym leader there, has is 44. But I felt like 45 is nice. And Joshua, we're going to have a little guest on next week, aren't we? We are. Uh, who is that? Alana Akun. Alana Akun. Someone who Josh and I both used to work with. Right. Who's an avid gamer. Yeah. Like I us. actually wrote about a Pokemon game with her back in the day at our, our old yep. job. And I, I'm pretty sure a bug catcher. So yes. Alana will be on next week to take on Snowpoint City Gym and Gym Leader Candace. We are excited about having her on. Joshua, that's it. That's it. Bug catchers, that's it, babies. Quite a leg. Let's let's move on from from this week and from this gym and learn and grow and be try to let's try to be better next week, Josh. Build back better. You try to actually play the game. I will do those roots. Yes. <laughs>
<laughs> and I'll try to train some Mon who can actually take on the next leader. Until then, uh, bug catchers, my name has been Tangrowth, aka Tanner Greenring, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Bastia Dosh. I like Bastia Dosh. That's a hard one. It's fun, though. Bastia Dosh. AKA Joshua Fielstead. Please do rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts and everywhere that takes ratings and reviews for Please. podcasts. Do uh, recommend the show to people you like. Even the ones you don't like. I don't really care. Recommend it to everyone. We don't care. Yeah, unless they're going to be rude. Well, yeah. We don't want them to be rude. Follow us on social media, at uh, EXP Share Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Check out the subreddit, reddit.com slash r slash bugcatchers. Mm. And drinking a beer, cover. And uh, I guess we already said that, but um, we will be doing one episode in between season 4A and 4B, and there will not be a 4C. Yeah. We will also say that. Um, we might do a proper game at the end of Heart Gold Soul Silver, which we will be playing next. So this is your uh, official announcement that if you need to buy those carts, have at it. Have at it, Joshua. Let me tell you about the journey I've been on. I know we have to go, but yeah, I bought a DS Lite. Yeah, me too. With the hopes of like you know doing a lot of stuff, self trading, getting some of these like weird Pokemon that you can get from having like a ruby or sapphire cart in at the same time as a platinum cart yeah decided it would be cool to swap the cases with a transparent case oh yeah that's right so i did that first time i did it i broke the speakers oh my god and i was like well that sucks and i went on ebay and i looked and i found a replacement top shell just the top (laughs) half of the ds yeah got that it was like 20 bucks not too bad got it sent to me completely took apart my ds again which is not easy and it is a time-consuming process. It takes like an evening. Right. Got it all put back together, turned it on, top screen is broken. Oh, my God. Just like scrambled. Well, how do you have any idea how that Took happens? it all apart, reseated all the like connections and all that kind of stuff, Jesus. and still it's broken. So I just ordered a new one. It just came oh. today. I'm going to get this fucking DS light working if it kills me. Should have just gone for the strategy that I do, which is that I spend like two meticulous weeks looking for like the perfect one. <laughs> and then pay too much money and then get it. But I got one that's like perfect condition. Oh, I got a cheap one because it was all scratched but up. But then you go through all this shit. Shitty, but I was like, I'm just going to replace the case. And I'm just sitting around. I, I kind of like the fiddling. Like, I like just putting on a movie and just like sitting and fiddling. That's fair. Like, yeah. undoing all the little screws and stuff. But God, those are hard to put together. Yeah. So many little bits. Don't make them like they used to. Don't make them like they used to. All right, butt catchers. All right, Joshua. It's time to go. Goodbye. Smell you later.